This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3210 for Friday the 20th of November 2020. Today's show is entitled GIMP, Patterns and Gradients, and as part of the series GIMP, it is hosted by Ahuka and is about 22 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, patterns and gradients are useful for drawing with more than just colour. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Hello, this is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our GIMP series this time. Uh, and what I want to talk about today are patterns and gradients. Now, you're going to find those in the same area as brushes, which we looked at last time, and that is in the lower right. Um, and I'm assuming that you know, if you've docked it, that's the standard place that it would be docked in a single window view. Um, so we have tabs down there. Next to the brushes tab, there's patterns and there's gradients. And they operate in a very similar way. Um, so, start with patterns. Patterns are images that are meant to be tiled. Now, if you have as much gray hair as I do, you may remember that we tiled background images for websites in the early days of the web. And, of course, we would never do that now, would we? Uh, but while tiling is a very common use for patterns, that is not the only use. A pattern is just an image, after all. And you can use it to do things like bucket fill, paint with a clone tool, or stroke along a path. Um... GIMP comes with quite a few patterns out of the box, and that's kind of a motley assortment of images. Now, if you view it uh, on the, the Patterns tab on the bottom right, uh, you have two possible views. The grid view, which will show four images in each row, um, and that's okay. Uh, and then there's also list view. Uh, the same information is available either way. Uh, so you, you take a look at one, um, you click on it, and you will see the name uh, and the dimensions of the image. Um, so I selected one to play around with called Topographic Oceans because I'm a Yes fan. <laughs> And I saw that, and it made me think of the Yes album, Tales from Topographic Oceans. Um, so, I selected the pattern and clicked on it. And when I did that, if I take a look at the tab. Uh, that image is now on the tab itself. Um, and then 
Under that, there's a, a drop-down box for filter, and then under that is the name and the dimensions of this particular image. And it's a 256 by 256 image. These are all pixels, of course. Um, and knowing the dimensions of the image can be helpful if you want to use it to tile a background. Uh, you, know, you might want to be fitting a certain image. Uh, so, you know, know how that's going to work. So, if you want to test this out, what I would suggest you do is that you open uh, GIMP, uh, create a blank canvas, and try doing some of these things. Now, the other thing I will mention, if you wish, uh, if you take a look at the show notes, uh, you may or may not know this, depending on how closely you follow what I do, but almost everything I do on Hacker Public Radio, um, I first write out on a website um, so that I'm working from a script, basically, when I do the recording of the program. And uh, since a lot of what we're dealing with here are visual images, yeah, you might want to take a look at the show notes and say, okay, what, what's on that page? Because I created a whole bunch of images to illustrate the stuff that I'm talking about. Um, and this particular site, it's a hookah.com, surprise, surprise. Um, but that's only one of three different websites that I'm maintaining. Uh, this is the one f for a lot of the software stuff. And by the way, it's the same site that has all of my LibreOffice tutorials if you ever wondered where those things were located. So, anyway, back to the story. Uh, I selected the topographic oceans. I opened up a blank canvas. Um, it was a 640 by 400 in this particular case. And uh, then I went to the tool, which was bucket fill. And in the tool options, uh, on the lower right, make sure you've selected Pattern Fill. No, that's lower left, I'm sorry. Um, tool options are always at the bottom, underneath the Tools selector. Um, so on the lower left, make sure you've selected Pattern Fill instead of Foreground FG Color Fill or Background BG Color Fill. Uh, so if you select Pattern Fill, it will fill with the pattern. And then just click on the blank canvas. See, witness the result. Um, now, Bucket Fill is a tool that we looked at previously as one of the paint tools. Uh, I put a link in the show notes to both the page and the uh, Hacker Public Radio episode, in case you want to refer back. Um, so... Um, in this case, we did a bucket fill of an entire rectangular image, which is what you might do for a background layer. But you can also bucket fill a selection, for instance. In this example, I created a blank canvas and then used the text tool to write an uppercase letter A. Um, I made it red when I did that and then used select by color to select the letter. Now, I could have just left it as black, but um, I, I try and, and use um, as many different tools as I can when I'm doing these things to build familiarity. 
So I selected the letter using the Select by Color tool and then did a bucket, uh, bucket fill on that. Uh, and that gave me a letter uh, filled with the same pattern. Now I could have used this technique to fill all the letters of a sentence if I wished, since the Select by Color tool will catch everything in a matching color. Now, you can also use the Clone tool with a pattern. That's one of your painting tools. Um, select the Clone tool. It looks like a rubber stamp. And in the tool options at the bottom, make sure you have selected as your source the pattern. Now, for this example, I decided to use Cashews, which is another one of the built-in um, patterns in GIMP. And then in the tool options for the clone tool, I bumped up the size to 15 pixels on my brush. And the brush, by the way, I selected was the brush one dot pixel. Um, well, if I just left it at, at one pixel, it's a very thin line and it doesn't really uh, illustrate anything. So I bumped it up to 15 pixels and drew a freehand curve and I can see the pattern all the way through it. Um, now, the last option I will mention here is something called stroking along a path. Now, we looked at paths previously as one of our miscellaneous tools. Um, the paths tool lets you create bezier curves, which you can manipulate using the tangent line handles into getting the shape you want. As we said then, the bezier curves themselves are vectors, so they can be resized without any loss of clarity. Stroking along a path means drawing a line, which can be solid, dashed, dots, or whatever. But if you're filling the line with a raster image, you cannot resize the stroked line without possible problems. So you should make sure you get the correct size before adding the pattern. Now to do this, create a blank canvas and make a path by clicking once to set an anchor point, then click a second time to add a second anchor point. A straight line will connect the two anchors. Then grab any point along that straight line and pull on it to get a curve you like. Now, I did this, and I had selected an abstract pattern called chroma. Um, and so when I had the curve the way I wanted, I just went into the Edit menu to select Stroke Path. Right. So one of the things about GIMP that you just have to kind of get used to is where is everything located? You know, Now we've got something. We want to use the, the Path tool. We want to stroke along it, but now we've got to go to the Edit menu to find it. Okay. Uh, when you do, it'll bring up a dialog box. Choose Stroke Style. And where it says uh, stroke line, you've got options like solid color or pattern. So I selected pattern. Now, note that instead of a solid color, I've selected pattern, but the default width here of 6 pixels is a bit small. So I'll again increase it to 15 pixels and then just click the stroke button and I had it. Now, the patterns we have all looked at so far are ones that come with GIMP. They're built in, but you can always create your own as well. There are two places GIMP will look for patterns. 
the GIMP system folder, which is where the built-in patterns are located, and the user folder. Now, you should not attempt to mess with the system folder. If you want to add a pattern, it should go into the user folder. Now, just where this folder is located will depend on your operating system. GIMP is widely available on many operating systems. But, for example, on my system, which is a Kubuntu 18.04, in case you're wondering, um, in my system it is in the slash home, slash, slash user, slash dot GIMP dash 2.8. So I'm using GIMP 2.8. The dot in front of the GIMP dash 2.8 means it's a hidden directory. And that ends up meaning something. Uh, there's all of the other user folders in there for brushes, palettes, gradients, you know, whatever. Now remember, a pattern is nothing more than a rasterized image. So you can create one using GIMP itself. When you have it the way you want, you need to export the file and give it a .pat extension. Now on my Linux box, I did not have the option of saving directly to the Patterns folder. Uh, and the reason is it's a hidden folder. As I mentioned, it's, a, it's in a hidden directory. So what I did is I exported it to the temp directory and then just used my file manager to copy it over to the Patterns folder. Now, once it's there, go back to the Patterns tab on the bottom right. And then at the very bottom, there is a Refresh button. You click the Refresh and your pattern will be added. And you can then use it like any other pattern. If you no longer need it, you can click the trash icon to delete it. But note that you cannot delete the built-in ones in the system folder. All right, so we've covered some of the uses of patterns. And that brings us to gradients, the other tab on the bottom right. And it works much like the other tabs, brushes and patterns that we've already talked about. If you view it as a list, um, it'll have a uh, display of the actual gradient on the left next to it, the name. Um, so I went down and I selected a gradient to mess with. And the gradient I selected is called incandescent. Now, as with, um, with patterns and with brushes, GIMP comes with a set of gradients that are built in, which you can use, and they are displayed in the selector box. You can apply a gradient using the Blend tool. It's another one of the paint tools that we're using here. When using this tool, what you need to do is you draw a line that connects a starting anchor point to an ending anchor point. And you do it by clicking once for the first anchor and then click a second time for the second anchor. And that line is how the gradient will display. Uh, so I did an example. I created a sample image and clicked once on the left and once on the right and drew a horizontal line. And I got a gradient that moves from left to right. Then I did it uh, another sample, and this time clicked once on the top to start and once on the bottom uh, to get a vertical line. 
And then the third variant I did was one where I clicked in the upper left corner to start and the upper right corner and then in the lower right corner to finish. And that gave me a diagonal line. And so now the gradient works as a diagonal. So what we've done so far, these are fine for backgrounds, but you can use gradients with other tools like pencil, paintbrush, and airbrush. In each case, the process is similar. You select the tool, then look in Tool Options on the lower left, and in Tool Options, look for a selection called Dynamics. Click the button to the left of that word, and that brings a pop-up with a whole list of options, and you want to find that says Color from Gradient. Then select the brush you want to use from the Brushes selector box on the right. So I did this. I used the same incandescent gradient, the paintbrush tool. And for the brush, I used the 2.Hardness050 brush. Um, and just did a freehand um, drawing, just a kind of a wavy line here. Um, so it's, it's kind of a brush stroke. Now with patterns, uh, we saw we could fill text. We can do it the same way here with gradients. All right. So we just um, open up a blank uh, canvas or whatever, use the text tool to create some text. Um, and if you want to see this, you want to make sure the text is large and bold so that you've got some something to work with here. And then what you do is using the blend tool, you draw a line and the gradient will follow that line and that line will just go through all of the text. Um, and so I did it with a horizontal line, so my gradient runs from left to right across the text. Now finally, you can also use a gradient to stroke along a path, just as we did with the patterns. So you create a path using the Paths tool, uh, then select a drawing tool like the paintbrush, and make sure the color from gradient has been selected, as we did above. Then to the Edit menu and select Stroke Path. So I did an example of that. Now, I've kind of combined patterns and gradients in this tutorial because the tools are really very similar to use. So the techniques you use with one work as well on the other, as you can see. Now also, as with patterns, you can make your own. Um, you're not restricted to just the gradients that come with GIMP. There is a user folder for the ones you create. And while you cannot modify the built-in gradients, you can copy them and edit the copies. Look at the bottom of the gradient selector box and you will see buttons to edit, create new, copy, delete, and refresh. So if you want to modify a gradient, just copy it first, then edit the copy. And when you do this, you'll get the gradient editor on the top right. Um, and that's going to show you the gradient 
And then at the bottom, you're going to see some triangles. And these triangles, you can click and drag to move around. And what they do is they modify the transition points between the colors in the gradient. Now, if you're editing an existing one, you will simply see the existing colors. But suppose you wanted to change one of those existing colors. Um, well, if you right-click on the gradient as it is in the editor, a pop-up menu appears. And what that does is that lets you edit uh, the different colors. So you'll see a, a space for the left endpoint color, a space for the right endpoint color. <coughs> and if you click on the little boxes that have the color, that'll bring up your usual color palette dialog box where you can select a different color if you wish. Just um, double click on a point in the um, dialog box and that'll change the color on the uh, gradient. Um, if you want to create a new gradient that's very similar when you click the Create a New Gradient button, the Gradient Editor will give you a grayscale gradient to start with. Then right-click on this to bring up the pop-up box and make your selections as usual. Now, whether you've created a new one or modify an existing one, saving is the same either way. Give it a name in the box on top of the Gradient Editor, then click the Save icon on the bottom left of the editor. Now, to see it in your selector box on the bottom, click the Refresh button, and it will appear. And when you no longer need it, you can use the Delete button on the bottom of the selector. Just remember, you cannot delete the built-in gradients, just the ones you created. Now, the other thing we did in this tutorial is to combine tools. If you think about it, we make, to make use of these techniques, we combine the use of painting tools, the path tool, the color select tool, brushes, and combined all of them to work with patterns and gradients. And that is really how an application like GIMP is meant to be used. So while we started off slowly looking at specific tools in isolation, as we go forward, we will be pulling tools left and right to achieve the results we want. Still, Getting familiar with each of the tools individually is important in building confidence in using them. So my suggestion is the best way to use a tutorial like this is maybe first take a look at some of the examples that I did from my website, link in the show notes, open up the GIMP, start creating uh, images. All right, open up blank canvases, start pulling the tools. And, you know, if you follow along with my website, you can see how I did it. Um, you know, and doing that is not going to make you the world's foremost authority on this because I'm not the world's foremost authority. I'm just the guy who's telling you what I'm learning. Um, but I think doing that is really going to help you feel a lot more comfortable working with GIMP. So with that, this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio signing off and reminding you to support free software. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.